Hi, this is Jason Graves, host of The Blazing Grace Show. I'd like to introduce you to a product that I firmly believe should be used in every home in America. It's called SafeEyes. SafeEyes is the only software you'll need to protect you and your family from inappropriate content on the Internet. Over the last couple of years, I've tried several products and have never found anything as fast, effective, and affordable as SafeEyes. I now only use SafeEyes, and I recommend it to everybody I talk to all over the country. You don't have to take my word for it, though. SafeEyes was recently ranked as the number one internet filtering software by the most well-known product testing company in America, alongside 10 other products. No credit cards are necessary. To start your 15-day risk-free trial today or to learn more about SafeEyes, visit their website at SafeEyes.com or call toll-free 877-944-8080. You'll be glad you gave SafeEyes a try. I know I sure am. That's SafeEyes.com, 877-944-8080. Counselors, business owners, nonprofits, and trainers, you need unlimited flat-rate conference calling? Then call our good friend Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, where his teleconferencing service allows you to conduct unlimited calls for one flat monthly fee. That means no more per minute, per person charges. Go to AffordableConferencing.com or simply call toll-free 888-968-6186. He saved Jason and Rob thousands. That's Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, 888-968-6186. They're proud to bring you today's broadcast. Now it's time for this week's edition of The Blazing Grace Show with your host, Rob McIntyre, Jason Graves, and Mike Janung. It's sponsored by AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes. Thanks for tuning in to The Blazing Grace Show, where we cover blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Now, here's your hosts, Rob, Jason, and Mike. Here we are again on The Blazing Grace Show. Thanks for tuning in, and we're going to be talking about some hard topics today that maybe you'll be hearing for the first time. This is Jason Graves, along with Mike Janung and Rob McIntyre. Hello, guys. Hey. Afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> wow. It is. Afternoon? It, is. it is somewhere in the world. It is afternoon yeah. indeed. So. In Bangladesh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So listen, we're excited. I'm sorry, excited about this topic today, guys. I mean, last week we had Shelly Lubin, and, you know, this week, and we're going to have uh, folks here that are a little bit more local, and actually some veterans to the show maybe maybe even rob i think the first time veterans yeah, of the show I think they were first time somebody's returned to our show and we'll, we'll introduce them name. in just a second here but we're gonna be talking about how to protect your kids from porn and how to support your youth pastor in doing the same because there's a lot of youth pastors out there that have a lot of power and influence over your kids that need to have your support in talking to your kids about how to stay sexually pure and how to avoid the perils of pornography. So with us today is DJ and Shannon from the Cowboy Church. Hi. Uh, howdy. Howdy. Yeah. Yeah. Howdy. Yeehaw. <laughs> we went through this the you last time I did. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. So if you're a longtime listener, when we were back in the days of the Real Man Show, you That's remember right. we had the Cowboy we were Church real on. Men. That's right. And, and we had the Cowboy Church on along with... Uh, DJ and Shannon, along with their bosses, Tony and Donna Isaacs from the Cowboy Church, we're pleased to have you back and pleased that you can join us today about this subject. So I'm curious, first, uh, if you can just share with me a little bit about what has been your experience in talking to your kids about these type of things, pornography, uh, sexual purity, and what kind of responses have you gotten? Um, 
in in all honesty, when we first when anytime you first start talking talking to kids about it, especially high school age kids, there's kind of this you know giddiness and kind of like it's really funny. You know, it's uh, nobody knows all the terminologies and all the stuff, so it's mm-hmm. it's really funny. Um, but but it's also um intriguing that once once you break through that that initial layer they're so open to talk about it i mm-hmm. mean now finally somebody's willing to to discuss issues they're really dealing with that mm-hmm. they're really exposed to right um and it's just killer important that we do that right mm-hmm. right i would imagine rob as a parent of teenagers three boys three teenage boys mm-hmm. that you could probably relate with some of that was what's your experience been well you know it's it's interesting you say that because that was kind of my experience but as i went through my own issues as far as uh, dealing with sexual addiction on my my side and my wife and i talking about what i had done 5 years ago it it ended up becoming a normal topic in our home mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you know what? I probably would have never said anything. I remember mm-hmm. when I was, my eldest son, he's now 19. I remember the first time I was trying to talk to him about sex and it was awkward. I mean, <laughs> and I'm trying to talk to him about just the physicalities of, you know, uh, as a man and all those things and erection and all that stuff. And it was tough. Right. But as we kind of, because it was ended up being a crisis in our home. And I hate to say that a lot of people probably will broach this issue when it's a crisis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but for us, that's what it, it became. And then it became almost very commonplace to talk about. Right. And that's part of the heartbeat, Mike, of, I think of how you got the concept for doing this show is that it's really important that we use all of our resources in our culture, in our community to reach our kids, to protect them from what, what could happen to them. Absolutely. I mean, what I usually see is that, we get a guy, a guy who's 30 years, 40 years old. He comes in and he's spent 20 years in an addiction. And then he comes into your office or contacts me and mm-hmm. he needs help. And we need to go right to the source. We need to get to the root of this where it's all happening at the teenage level. Mm-hmm. So like with what you're talking about, sure. it, it's so critical that we start talking at, to our youth at the junior high level. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because that's when these seeds are sown. Exactly. You know, and when I was a youth pastor, DJ... I really admire you. I didn't have the guts to talk about these things. Uh, like you, I was in a small church, and you know, I was a little, little tenuous in my, in my tenure there. And uh, I didn't have the guts. But more importantly, I, you, know, you can't give what you don't have. I really didn't have sexual purity in my life at that time like I do now. So I'm just wondering, you know, what has brought you to the place where you were empowered to do this? Um. You know, honestly, <laughs> it impacted me mm-hmm, also. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in a home with without a dad, you know, we always had men around, but mm-hmm. it wasn't they they weren't the father figure type. They were just guys who kind of filled a need in our house. Right. Um and so I took to I, I was thinking about this this morning, um, and how many of my friends growing up were five to ten years older than I was, mm. which put me in a different, you know, then in a different bracket than mm-hmm, other kids mm-hmm. my age mm-hmm. um, and exposed me to some stuff that probably would have happened later in life um, than it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going across the street to a friend of mine's house um, and he had one of those cool moms that let him watch adult videos, mm. <laughs> would buy him adult magazines mm. and stuff, you know. Um, and and just from that, that started my whole um it corrupted my whole image of women um, where, you know, now in my head, I saw, I saw women as first a sex object and then 
they may be a person with you know a purpose and right. um, feelings and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and and it affected me for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so to I guess to answer your question, the reason I think it's so important to talk about this stuff now um, is because I've come out of that mm-hmm. and I've said um, you know I I know God's brought me f- through that from right. that. Um, and I can stand here now and say, Hey, this is really going to impact your kids. This is something, you know, that keeps, it seems like they keep getting exposed at a younger and younger age, um, as time goes on anyway. So, um, but I know that from my own experience, just. Right, right. You, you can't give what you don't have. Right. So you're taking the healing aspects of your life and you're sharing that you're sharing the brokenness of where you've come from and now the, the purity and that is really powerful for you youth pastors out there listening. If you're just tuning in, this is the, the Blazing Grace show on KGFT and www.blazinggrace.org. And we're proud and excited to have DJ and Shannon with us from the Cowboy Church, youth pastors out there. And, I, and I'm really proud of you for being able to broach that with your kids, to talk with them about what's out there and to do that in a mature way, including from your own place of brokenness and healing. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if for the youth pastors out there, speak to them how they can approach their senior pastors about talking about these things so they can curry support what what that experience was like for you. I mean, I know that Tony and Donna are, are yeah, Tony and Donna are very supportive uh, in general of these topics, but talk about how that was like for you and how it might be difficult and what some things that uh, those guys can do out there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's... <laughs> Well, once again, I mean, you know, we're back in that tough subject thing. I mean, um, we were talking before the show about a lot of people like to sweep that kind of thing under the rug. And if you can't see it, then it's not a problem. You know, it doesn't matter how big the lump in the carpet is. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's tough. That's tough. Um, You know, I've I've had other friends, youth pastors in other churches say, well, that's not how we do things here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm okay. well, you know, the public school or the guy across the street or the the friend down the road, they're going to impact your kids. And th- somehow, you know, your youth are going to form an opinion of this. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think the important thing is I, I don't necessarily know how you do it, but it's got to be done. Um, and probably, um, like we said, I, I have some experience um, in my past with, you know, with pornography and stuff like that. Um, so I knew it was important to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if you look in the churches around town, there's there's a lot of people um, who are going to have a similar story. It's it's everywhere you turn, you can probably find somebody who's been affected by mm-hmm. by that. So um, it may be important to get get them involved, you know, and mm-hmm. they can say, well, hey, I remember when, you know, when I was 13 and this happened, right. or that happened. Yeah. Or, being um, resourceful. Absolutely. You know, you don't have to always say uh, the message yourself, you know, but it is important. I mean, look at sure. uh, what 1 Corinthians 6.18, I think it says, you know, all other sins are outside the body, but the one who sins sexually sins against his own body. Now, that sounds like it's kind of an important distinction, wouldn't you say, guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one of the things that's ringing in my head is I remember after I got abducted uh, and, you know, abused, my dad told me, he said, I wish I would have talked to you about what could happen to you. And, you know, I'm just thinking, man, I'd hate to be a parent. And that was one of the the premises of me 
actually pursuing my sons even before I really got, I talked to my sons about predators. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though we're talking about pornography, I think we still have to talk about the fact that pornographers are preying on people. Oh, sure. Right. And, and, you know, I'd hate to be one of those fathers who said, I wish I would have talked to you about that. Right. Well, DJ, I think back to what you said about when the kids heard about the subject, they were so happy just to finally talk about something they're dealing with. And to me, the first step is just to shatter the silence. Sure. Because the silence is going to breed more of the, I can't tell anybody about this. I'm a pervert. Something's wrong with me. Nobody else has this struggle in the church. So the first step seems that we have to boldly, in our youth groups, shatter the silence and say, you're going to be tempted with porn, and that's okay, and here's how we deal with it. Absolutely. Um, You can't... You can't really do anything without being exposed to it in some form. We were watching TV the other night, and I counted three or four commercials in a row that just stimulated my mind with images of of something. And I went, this is really sad. Right, right. Um, You know, but and and so if that's me as a Christian, as a youth pastor going, what is this doing to my kids? Right. I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) if if it's something I'm not willing to talk about. Right. then, you know, it can have an impact and there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm somebody out there listening and I'm thinking, okay, I've got kids in my youth group at church. I've got a youth pa- a pastor I've got kind of a relationship with, but I don't know how to talk to them about this kind of stuff. But, you know, sexual addiction has touched my life and I want my kids and the kids that they're worshiping with to be protected. How do I approach a youth pastor? How do I go to them? How do I talk to them about my own experiences and do that in a safe way? What are the ways that I can do that? In other words, how would you like to be approached about these things? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you, you don't, you're not looking for an, I don't know answer. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just, just ask, um, you know, that's, that's something we try in our youth group to make known mm-hmm. is that um, at any time we can be available for the one. Mm-hmm. If, you know, one of the kids needs to go in into another room and talk to one of us about anything, you know, and, and thank God I have Shannon who, you know, if a girl comes up and says, I'm really, oh, you really need to talk to Shannon. Um, Cause I don't understand girls issues. I'm not a girl. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but we try to be available like that for everybody, mm-hmm. um, and and it can be any struggle we've had. You know, we've had kids talk just about relationships with mom and dad, all the way up to okay. So I was on a date Friday night, and here was the expectations, and you know, um, and we just try to to keep that environment, right? Um, and and I don't want to ever seem unapproachable, right? Um, right. You know, I because of all the stuff in my life. I don't want people judging me based on that. Right. Um, so I try to then portray that to them and say, hey, mom, dad, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. We can fix this. Right. Um, but we have to have, there has to be a safe place we can we can talk about this. Okay. So basically the slogan is just like Nike, just do it. Right. But I know, Rob, you and I, when we first approached the Cowboy Church, they were very approachable. Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. straight up about, hey, right. we want to talk to your <laughs> men about, you know, sexual addiction issues, purity right. and whatnot. And, you know, you were really available. Uh, so here's my offer to those listening, whether you're listening on KGFT or, or on the website. If you want us to contact your youth pastor, if it's not something you feel like you can do, mm-hmm. 
Just give us a call. We'll send them a free book. We'll follow it up with a phone call, and we'll we'll help them talk yeah. to their kids Whatever about that. Takes. I know that Rob and I, our phone numbers will be at the end of the show. Just give us a call, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'd be glad to serve you that way. Right. Um, but, Rob, I'm really curious. You know, earlier, DJ, before we were taping, was talking about how his experience of wanting to share this stuff with kids got a big reaction from some of the parents. And so I'm just wondering, you know, DJ, maybe you can think about, uh, you know, talking about that a little bit more, but... But also, as a parent of teenagers, mm-hmm. how do you need youth pastors to approach your kids? What are some of those concerns there? And just speak to the folks who are listening about that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's huge that you could have somebody outside of the home speaking to your kids. You need that input. You Absolutely. need that input. It's huge that the kids have somebody else other than mom and dad to talk to and bounce things off of. What's dangerous is when they don't mm-hmm. and they have people who uh, are giving them other stuff, you mm-hmm. know, other information that is not really to your home values. Mm-hmm. So you want to trust the pastors and and you do. And you trust youth pastors to give them the right information. So that's that's a big part. Now, I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What would be some reasons why some parents would be defensive or reactive? Well, yeah, I, th- I think part of it is is that it may expose some things on themselves. So I, I, hope, I hope I'm not—well, I hope I'm stepping on toes. It may. You, you know, your own purity is going to be exposed if you haven't dealt with this. And if you don't know—you know, one of the things that's bothering me right now is the Scripture. I'd love to know how much of the Bible— talks about sex. I mean, it's not that you right. don't have anything biblically exactly. to talk about sex. It's got right a whole there. Book on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Song of Solomon. And, and you know, in the New Testament talks about this being one of the major issues. So you got the topic. But I think that the big reason why parents wouldn't is the other part would be that moms are leading the home and they're leading the home spiritually. And that's where I was, too. And so mom's the one who's concerned about this and dad's not involved. Right. And and so I think that that would be very threatening to, to the dad. So dad, if you're listening, get involved with your kids in sexual training. And there's tons of resources. Absolutely. I mean, you can cause for a copy of Shepherding Your Son Sexually. Right. It's right. a DVD that Doug Weiss has put out that is an excellent resource. Mm-hmm. You can get the Sex Men and God book, which talks about how right. to shepherd your son sexually through the, the pathway or the, 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 uh, uh, the, the rivers and the dangerous waters of... <laughs> Early adolescence. Yeah, and, and you know, and I've even done sessions where I've just talked to families one time mm-hmm. and said, this is how you talk to your son about this. I've yeah. done personal sessions over the phone all over the nation for how can I talk to my son about this? Or even have their kid get on the phone with me and talk that way. And I think that's one of the things that I think youth pastors can end up doing is saying, hey, why don't we come together and let's just broach this issue. If you feel you don't have the tools, let's bring the tools to the table as a group. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's something we want to do. We want to help. Rob, you said you... You talked. You remember talking to your son the first time about it. Was it as awkward for him as it was for you to? Oh my gosh, I have to sit and talk. I was to in my the middle. I was in the thing. middle of a lake with him, and and we were, we were we were out there. And I remember my wife was saying, "You need to talk to him about the birds and the bees." And I'm thinking, "How do I start this thing?" You know, it was crazy. I remember it like it was today. Yeah, wow. sure. Wow. It was more awkward for me. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie already knew it. He's kind of like, Dad, gosh, I knew that. How old was he at the time? I think he was 12. Okay, there it goes to show, folks. Your kids already know know things. Listen, you are not protecting your children if you're not talking to these kids. If you're not answering their questions when they're young, like Mike's kids' age, uh, you need to answer the questions as they go up until about 10 or 11 for boys. 
that's when you start to need to go on the offensive mm. and be proactive about mm. getting them the information in their hands slowly but and methodically, but definitely on the proactive side. Yeah. If you're not doing that, if you've not done that, it's not too late, but if you're not doing that, you are not protecting your children. You need to be responsible. You need to get them the information in their hands, and you need to protect your kids. Yeah. It's important. And, Mike, I mean, you, you've heard of stories of, of uh, people that, that, man, if I— uh, if I had only gotten the information from my dad when I was younger, or if somebody would have talked to me about these things, uh, how many times in your ministry have you heard guys say, nobody ever talked to me about sex? All the time. Constantly. All the time. Yeah. I mean, every guy has said nobody talked to me or rarely talked to me in their teenage years. And mm-hmm. I think to my own life, if somebody would come alongside me when I was 13 or 14 and say, look, this is porn, this stuff's going to take you down a, the wrong path, it's going to destroy your life. It's going to mess up your family, and it could mess up your kids. If I had seen that going, going, you know, in the early stages, it might have made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do a straw poll. Who in this room had their parents talk to them about sex at appropriate age, eleven or twelve? Uh, no one. For you listeners, no one's raising their hand. <laughs> should we hear from? Not even our producer, that's Ted right, Griffin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. should, so, we, should we hear from Shannon? I have a question for Shannon. How have you seen this kind of, you know, just the prevailing culture of pornography, sensuality hitting our society, and how are you seeing it hit the girls of the, the youth group that you guys work are involved in? Well, it's um, definitely, you see them come in at like eight or nine and, you know, in kids' church, and they're young, and boys have cooties, and they want nothing to do with mm-hmm. them, and um, by... 12, all of a sudden it's changed. They're intrigued by the boys or you get a new boy coming to youth group and every girl's talking about the new kid and everybody wants to go and sit next to him during service or during youth group or be his partner or anything. And it's just, it changes. I mean, so rapidly when I was 12, I wanted, I still thought boys had cooties. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't want anything to do with him. But you've even seen kids, young, young girls with pictures in their school binders. Yeah. Yes. Of, I mean, just, you could be descriptive about yeah, that. Describe that. It just, they go from having, you know, hearts and stars and drawing and doodling. Horses. To, and horses <laughs> yeah. and cats and dogs and to having, you know, male models in their underwear. And all of a sudden that's a new cool fad. Mm-hmm. And it's frightening because we're making our young girls grow up quicker than they technically are ready to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same problem with the boys. The boys um, are having to catch up with the girls because all of a sudden now girls have older sisters at home that they want to mimic. Mm-hmm. And so you have the girls growing up at 12 wanting to act like they're 17, putting makeup on, mm-hmm. putting interesting clothing on and walking out of the house. And, you know, young boys that are 17 think they're 17 and they're really 12. Mm-hmm. And the boys are all of a sudden that are 12 thinking, oh, my goodness, I have to grow up with these girls. Otherwise, no one's going to like me mm-hmm. because I still look like I'm 12. Right. And it's interesting because because there's a vacuum in the parental teaching of all this stuff, what we've done is we've allowed media and in our culture today to teach our kids, and we've got to take that back. We've got to take that back Definitely. because it's starting to become a major issue with body image, mm-hmm. the way girls look at themselves. And, and just as I was w- talking about that article before we started, uh, you know, that, that boys and girls are looking to pornography to show them what sex is to be like. And I mean, give me a break. That mm-hmm. stuff is mm-hmm. sick. It's right. sick. Oh, yeah. Right. And you know what? Their peers have all the energy in the world to educate them. But unfortunately, peers make horrible teachers. And here we are doing a show on how to have your youth pastor empowered to share with your kids, 
But that's not even the main issue. We don't want your youth pastors to be primarily responsible right. for educating your kids about sex. You as a parent are primarily responsible. And my producer, Ted Griffin's head is about to fall off from nodding so hard. <laughs> so listen, listen, you need to be responsible and you need to extend that responsibility Empower them, yeah. to empowering your youth pastors and supporting yeah. them. Right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. don't you feel empowered when you've got a, a parent that says, hey, great job. Thank you for speaking to my kid's life. Thank you for backing me up for what I'm saying. You bet. Absolutely. And and if I can get, you know, that that makes all the difference in the world. I can have. Tons of parents looking at me very crossly and and aggressive, like, you know, as soon as they see me outside and I'll get the one dad who comes up and throws his arm around my neck and he says, I had no clue Hmm. you went through this kind of stuff, Hmm. Um, you know, that that you talked about this kind of stuff to our kids. Um, And thank God I have pastors who do the same thing and they say, hey, you know what needs to be done, mm-hmm. we're going to trust that you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and know that I have their full support. Um, you know, and, and I play that card. If I've got mom and dad, you know, just really all over me, um, about something I said, and I firmly believe that what I said was correct. You need to talk to yeah. pastors. What a resource. And, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have that system. Right. Well, I think parents forget that we spend most time with their kids and right. we've built their kids' trust. Right. So it's easy for us to maybe start the conversation for them. It could be as simple as we say something and the parent asks, right. what'd you talk about in a youth group? Well, that's an open door for the parent to then come in and cover all the bases that maybe we didn't think of or they want to reiterate everything that we've told them. You know, and oh. we have girls call us and kids call us yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that in our society today where Christianity and, and the faith-based system is so controversial, I'm thinking, here we are controversial with our doctrine, but we're not controversial about having proper sex. I just think we have some double standards here, even in our own Christian faith. We need to get controversial over this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's our responsibility. It always, it always comes back to responsibility. So again, we're about out of time here. Uh, DJ Shannon, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. It's great to have you back and, and blessings on the Cowboy Church. Listen, folks, tune in next week when we're going to take a behind the scenes look at the pornography and sex world. We're going to be meeting with a, a secret service agent who has been doing some work on defeating pornography in our culture. So I'm pretty excited about that. Tune in. And of course, if you missed today's show, get a copy on the website, blazinggrace.org. But again, my challenge is to, to you is this. If you would like Rob or I to support you and your youth pastor, uh, we will send a free copy of either Sex Men of God or Shepherding Your Sons Sexually. It's a DVD to uh, teach people how to speak to young men about sexuality. Call us. Our numbers will be at the end of the show. Give us a buzz. We'll, we'll take care of you. We will support you that way. Tune in next week. Thanks a million. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Blazing Grace Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes.com. Remember, for unlimited conference calling, go to AffordableConferencing.com or call toll-free 888-968-6186. For your 15-day risk-free internet filtering trial or to learn more about SafeEyes, visit their website. It's SafeEyes.com or call 877-944-8080. That's AffordableConferencing.com at 888-968-6186 and SafeEyes.com at 877-944-8080.
If you'd like a downloadable copy of today's broadcast, visit blazinggrace.org. Or if you'd like more information about the show, send your email to mike at blazinggrace.org. If you need to speak with a therapist nationwide, you can dial Rob McIntyre at 877-593-1166 or Jason Graves at 877-590-7685. That's Rob at 877-593-1166 or Jason at 877-590-7685. We hope you tune in next time for more blazing issues and grace-filled answers on The Blazing Grace Show.